This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. There's a restaurant called Rodeo Goat that has the best burger in Dallas. The Impossible Burger is the most meat-like burger in existence that I'm aware of. Uh, apparently, there was a technology symposium recently where they were served to vegetarians, and they were horrified because they they didn't believe that they weren't eating meat, <laughs> which is a pretty good sign. That's Mandy Gleason. She's the founder of Replica Services. Designed with the food bloggers, sellers, and influencers in mind, Replica Services are lightweight, stain-resistant, rigid photography backdrops that look just like the real thing. All right, so for the people that don't know your story about you, about your business, tell us a little bit about yourself and walk us through Replica Surfaces. Yeah, for sure. So Replica Surfaces actually came about pretty unexpectedly. Um, A little while ago, I had invented a prototype of this gadget that, full disclosure, barely worked at all. But in the process of trying to photograph that prototype, I had a really hard time. my, I didn't have very nice countertops, and my apartment was pretty dimly lit. So what I really wanted was just any kind of backdrop that was lightweight but looked like the real thing that I could either use next to a big window or take it outside um, to photograph this prototype. And when I looked online, there really wasn't anything that fit the bill. Everything was like wiggly vinyl that I'd have to kind of prop up or not be able to use it on a small stool um, or it was really heavy or really expensive. And um, all I was really finding for what I wanted were do-it-yourself sites. And I knew that if I were to go to Lowe's and try my hand at do-it-yourself, it it would look like a second grader created it. Um, And it would probably still be expensive if I had to get all the materials. So I got this little light bulb at that moment and thought, hey, you know, this, this prototype really isn't perfect in a lot of ways. Why don't I switch gears and do this backdrop thing? And that's pretty much how Replica Surfaces was born. What is the material? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a plastic material. It's a three-layer technology that allows them to be really rigid um, while still being lightweight. They're actually under two pounds. What's great about that is that you can attach two of them so you can stand one of them up mm-hmm. vertically while using an- another one horizontally with these, little, with, um, these L-shaped stands um, that, that we custom make that, to fit our surfaces. So because of that, you can get those really cool close-up photos, um, you know, taken at a 30 degree angle or whatnot. And you can still, you can get like a wall and a table effect, um, because they are so lightweight and easy to stand up. Is the finish a matte finish on it? It is a matte finish. Yeah. So I knew that glare could be an issue Mm -hmm. with, with some vinyl backdrops or like with, with even real tile and real marble, you can get, you can get glares sometimes. So this is a matte finish that should not lead to glare. And what's the size of them? They're 23 inches by 23 inches, um, which is what I found was a really good size for the vast majority of people's mm-hmm. purposes while still making them while still making them portable because I wanted for wedding photographers or uh, food photographers who went on or product photographers who went on site to take photos. I wanted them to be able to carry them with them without them being too unwieldy. And that's interesting that you mentioned uh, photographers. Do you have any photography background? I do not. I mean, I, well, I should, I should correct that. I did, once I created uh, a backdrop company, I needed to start taking photos and learning all about yeah. how to do that um, for social media content purposes. Uh, but yeah. prior to that, no, none, none whatsoever. I just, 
I was just a, a, a maker who needed to take great photos and didn't have the resources. And that's what I love about your story is that you saw a need for something and just kind of jumped in and thought, okay, I'll figure this out as I go along. <laughs> that's a really good description of what happened. Yeah. And that's and the I, story of my life. <laughs> I think that's the story of most people's lives. Um, I mean, life takes you in a lot of different directions. You never saw yourself going in, but um, this is, you know, this is my absolute passion. I, I love this company and what, um, what I'm able to help people do for their own businesses has been more rewarding than I had ever expected. I mean, I fell in love with these boards. It was one of those things like, I need these boards in my life because <laughs> when you look at these photos, you cannot tell. There is no way you can tell that these are backdrops. What are some of the designs that you have? Yeah, so that was exactly what I was going for. So I'm so happy that you feel that way. Um, some of the designs that I have, we've got different kinds of wood. So I have a weathered wood, which is like a dark gray wood. The grain on it is amazing. Um, a shiplap, so like a, a whitewashed wood. Um, it's very fixer upper uh, was my motivation for that one. I've got uh, white marble, rose marble, which is kind of like a, like a blush pink uh, marble effect. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's concrete cement. Um, people mix those up all the time, but they are. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. maybe I should have named them differently, but um, both of those are awesome. They've got a little bit more of a, you know, of a, of a rustic vibe. Um, there's, there's nine designs in all. What inspired a lot of these uh, designs? That's an awesome question. Um, basically looking at what other people were using, um, on Instagram, uh, mm -hmm. primarily, um, what just kept coming up over and over again, um, as both the classics like marble, um, marble shiplap, um, those ones are particularly classic. But then I started to see, especially uh, later in 2018, a lot of grays start to come out. So, mm -hmm. like the cement, like a, a light gray that doesn't overpower your image, um, but just gives it that tiny touch of color that isn't just white on white on white. So. I kind of start, I've seen that cement seems to be the new light and airy white. And, um, and then that uh, went further and people started doing more dark tones and you know, more dark and moody. Um, so that, that's what inspired the weathered wood, uh, the concrete. Uh, now there's an onyx, which is very much like a very dark slate, uh, which is fantastic for, for the dark and moody. So basically seeing what other people were doing um, as well as just feeling like, these things needed to be created, even if they weren't what I was seeing all the time. So um, another one that I have is called Beechwood. It's a light colored wood that kind of has this mid-century modern vibe that mm -hmm. I love. And I, I really wasn't seeing much of that um, on Instagram, but I thought that there would be a market uh, and there has been. So sometimes I, yeah. I kind of try to throw curveballs to see what people respond to. And then based on the response, whether it's something that we should keep in the collection. Well, it's funny because I went to go place my order, had it in my cart. I had about all of them. I think I wanted at one point. I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, taper this down. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I love if I can make your decision difficult and I have done my job of selecting the, the styles. If someone wanted to order these, mm -hmm. where can they go? What can they do? Where can they find you? Definitely. So uh, the place to find me is replicasurfaces.com. Um, I do all the sales through that. Um, so you can, and that's where you can see all the different nine designs. You can see multiple photos of different styles that are taken with each of those to try to find the one that's best for you. Um, I, I, 
like I said, I'm, I'm so glad that you had difficulty choosing. If you're, tr if people are truly having difficulty choosing, um, you could always DM me on Instagram and I can help you out trying to narrow it down based on, you know, what your page looks like, what goals you're trying to achieve. Um, in, in later in 2019, my goal is to have a kind of a survey on the website that, uh, ask questions about what kind of style you're going for um, to try to help narrow it down via, you know, via an algorithm that can help people out. But that's that's something that might be coming a little bit later, I think. Until then, I'm happy to help via Instagram DMs. Now, we're going to do a couple of games if you're up for it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I've got the first one, this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. Okay, Netflix or cable? Netflix. <laughs> Obviously, right? People told me that if I cancel my cable, they'll just decrease my internet speed. So I'm held no, cable really? hostage, but Netflix, 100%. <laughs> really, it's I ridiculous. I thought it was only here that they do that. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Online shopping or in-store? Online for window shopping, but I never purchase um, because I never know if it's going to fit me in store for actually handing over my credit Good card. Good for you. I wish I could do that. I would eliminate the number of returns I have to do. What's worse, <laughs> laundry or dishes? I hate them both. Uh, laundry, laundry because it takes all day to get through all the laundry. I'm with you on that. Um, di right? I mean, di dishes because you have to do them every day, mostly. Um, Laundry less frequent, but take all dice. I'm going to go with laundry. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. Uh, are you more of a truth or dare? Ooh, dare. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell him you can't handle the truth. Uh <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And just and how bad can the dare really be when you're in your 30s? Let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> Salty or sweet? Salty. Okay, this one's really important. Toilet paper, over or under? Ah, uh, over. Oh my gosh. Over. Are you a monster? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> my dad literally posts memes about the toilet paper having to be over on his Facebook, which is a very <laughs> Facebook dad thing to do. But like, it has been ingrained so in me since moment one of life that it, it's over. It's over. It's got to be over. If not, you're spinning <laughs> that thing and you're trying to find it. No, it just doesn't work. No. And it, oh, it, 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 it hurts me. <laughs> I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Mandy Gleason, entrepreneur, designer, and founder of Replica Surfaces. And now that we talked all about the backdrops, we need to put something on those backdrops. Yeah. So. <laughs> we do. And this is where we talk about our food. How did you get started in the kitchen? Uh, I got started in the kitchen, I would say, when I first moved to college because I, you know, mom mm -hmm. wasn't there anymore. And so you, I kind of just felt like I had to learn. Um, ordering in was not going to be a feasible option um, from a waistline and a pocketbook standpoint. So um, I, I just, I, I learned with my roommates uh, a little bit. And then as time went on, I realized that creating a meal was a lot like um, creating a project, like you creating a product basically um, that you could that you could see come together from start to finish and then have a finished product at the end. So for me, it started to become a really nice outlet uh, after a, a, a long day of studying or working, I was able to do something that uh, felt like a, a big project, but that was completely unrelated to what I was doing with the rest of my day. And what's the first recipe you can remember trying? 
Well, I mean, the first dish was definitely stir fry because that's anything you have in your fridge that's thrown in. Um, so 100%, it was actually stir fry and it was really bad. Um, and by terrible, I just meant boring. Um, I've come a long way in my stir fry skills since then. I think it was, I think it was chicken and broccoli and a very like broth-based sauce. Yeah, yeah. Like the most North American stir fry one can make. <laughs> Oh no no! It had it was salad dressing. No, my girlfriend and I made it. We put we yeah we used we used uh, Italian <laughs> dressing, and in the scheme of things, it could have been worse. But it's Italian dressing with chicken and broccoli. Yay! <laughs> the the most most authentic. <laughs> What's a recipe that never failed you? That would be either chicken parm before I, I became vegetarian uh, about six months ago. So now it's tofu parm, uh, which. I challenge anybody to tell me that it's worse in any way, um, if not, and it's, I think it's better than the chicken parm. And, and so it would be that one. Um, I mm-hmm. freeze the tofu ahead of time and then, and then thaw it, which releases the vast majority of the water, um, and which allows it to soak up the marinade uh, in, in seconds. And so that to do that with a lemon herb marinade, bread it just like you would chicken parm and, and then um, and cook it mm-hmm. exactly the same way, it's, it's perfect every time. And that one, that's my answer. That's (laughs) fantastic. But you mentioned six months, you've just switched over to vegetarian. How has that transition Mm -hmm. been for you? Not nearly as hard as I expected it to be. Really? Yeah. So particularly because I do enjoy cooking and it's something that my husband's really taken to and and learning about how to cook vegetarian, um, it's cooking at home has not been very difficult. It's a little difficult to think about the proteins, but the actual cooking itself and creating meals that we love has been not that challenging. The more difficult part, I suppose, would be uh, when you're invited out to a restaurant by friends Mm -hmm. just because they're not choosing based on that. So sometimes you kind of end up putting together a kind of a weird meal. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I am in Texas. So, uh, you know, if I get invited to a, you know, new American steakhouse, the options are somewhat limited. How do you deal with that? I've all, I just, I think about it all the time. I'm not vegetarian. I'm just, I'm incorporating a lot more plant-based meals now into my, um, yeah, for sure. into my diet. But even then I think about that, you're going out and of course, it's just the restaurant that everyone chooses. How do you make your meal based on, like you said, are you going to a steakhouse? Most places have uh, hummus. And uh, veg and and veggie sides. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, you end up with a slightly weird meal of veggie sides, but in the scheme of things, um, I think I think things are progressing a lot more in in, in restaurants and as well as grocery stores toward more of a plant based lifestyle. So I just feel like things have got to be so much easier now than they were even five years ago. Uh, So. in the scheme of things, it's it's not that bad. And if I have the ability to choose the restaurant, well then, um, then, then that's very easy. Then what would you choose? You're in Dallas and you're going out. What restaurant would you choose? I would probably choose, there's a restaurant called Rodeo Goat that has the best burger in Dallas. So that's perfect for any friends that are not vegetarian. Mm-hmm. They also have a burger called the the Impossible Burger. Have you heard of that? No. So the Impossible Burger is the most meat-like burger in existence that I'm aware of. Have you tried Beyond the Meat Burger? I have. So I also like those, but they're not 
quite as good as the Impossible Burger. Really? So if you haven't tried the Impossible, they're actually, yes, they're legit better than the Beyond the Meat, which I didn't think was possible until I had it. Yeah, because I'm pretty hooked on Beyond the Meat burgers. No, and you, as you should be. I've got them in my freezer right now. But the Impossible Burger, if you find it, I have never found it in a grocery store, only restaurants. But if you do come across it, give it a go. I think you'll be incredibly impressed. Uh, apparently, there was a technology symposium recently where they were served to vegetarians and they were horrified because they, they, they didn't believe that they weren't eating meat, <laughs> which is a pretty good sign. <laughs> what techniques are you currently trying to master in the kitchen? Mm, pizza. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So um, homemade dough and then done on the pizza stone in the oven. Uh, we've, my husband and I have been cooking that for years now, but we're always in the pursuit of the absolute perfect dough recipe, um, the, the right amount of uh, letting it rise. Uh, we, we often have, we have a lot of pizza parties where we have a couple of colleagues over uh, to, to make homemade pizza. And so that's pretty awesome. And it's a really great way to put um, Beyond Meat uh, sausage on pizzas and then pull the wool over my friend's eyes. <laughs> they, 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 never, they never know it's meatless. <laughs> All right, rapid fire. A stranger you just met has a giant piece of spinach in their teeth. Do you giggle and point or ask if that's dinner? Can I politely just tell them that they have spinach in their teeth? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can. If, if, if the opportunity arises. <laughs> I'm Canadian, I'm Canadian. I'm, I've got to do it the polite way. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I, I think it's the usual. I think it's I think it's got to be flying. Really? I don't want to do anything that. Yeah, I don't. I, well, maybe it's not usual then, but I don't want to. I wouldn't want it to be anything that would hurt people potentially. Like I don't want any kind of super strength all that jazz. I just I just want to relive the dreams I've had as a kid of flying. If your fridge could talk, what would be the one word it would use to describe your snack choices? Chips and salsa. <laughs> literally that's <laughs> literally chips and salsa like like every time <laughs> <laughs> so justin timberlake brought sexy back what would you bring back 80s hair bands i adore 80s rock music so much <laughs> i was gonna say my 80s hair i was just so much taller with that hair <laughs> had no, the big hair no. I would, I wish, I wish that were my time because I have very fine hair and if I could have just permed it and teased the daylights out of it, that would have been a dream. This is the time where actually I want to ask every guest to share a little kitchen confession with me. Is there one you have you can share with us? So kitchen confession, I, I can't think of anything funny enough that's happened to me in the kitchen, but I do have a bit of a confession. So um, I am originally from just outside of Toronto. So Canadian girl, just like you, for my first year of college. And I was actually the Canadian pink Power Ranger. No, you were not. Yes, I was. <laughs> so I should explain some more. I was the Canadian pink monster warrior. So <laughs> I basically wore pink and black spandex and killed really? computer-generated monsters for 50, yes, for 52 episodes. Um, and this this aired on YTV. So, um, I love so it, it. For any of your American, yeah. So for any of your American viewers, YTV is like the Canadian version of Nickelodeon. It's like the biggest deal. Yes. And so, yeah, I did this, I did this, I did this kids television show that was a cross between Power Rangers and Ghostbusters. And it was utterly ridiculous. And 
the um, the graphics were so bad, and um, and it was it was an absolute blast. And so now I've got all of these YouTube videos and um, you know ridiculous clips of myself uh, from oh gosh, like twelve years ago. I hate to say that, but um, <laughs> that's but yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome resume builder that has no relevance to anything, but is, is a solid uh, conversation topic. It really is. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Did you do any other shows or was that the, um, that was your show? So that was, that was kind of the pinnacle. That was the last one I did before I, uh, I left the acting world behind. But before that, I actually, I started when I was 11. And so I did probably up to 20 different commercials and um and then some small supporting roles in other shows so there was another kid show called naturally sadie that was also on ytv Mm -hmm. um so did that i usually i either played like the little like holly high school like sweet girl or i played the super mean uh (laughs) Uh, I don't know what non-swear words to use. Uh, terrible <laughs> girls at school who make other girls' lives miserable. Um, so, in the, I actually I did I did one I did one feature film. So I played get this mean party girl number two <laughs> in uh, in Dis- in Disney's Ice Princess. So oh, I actually I, I make a, I make a, I help belittle uh, the actress Michelle Trachtenberg uh, at a, at a big party. I say two words. And that was my first and last feature <laughs> film. So I love it. Oh, thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> this will be held against me later, I'm sure. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the show. Mandy, this was so much fun. Mary, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Let's just say it again. If people want to find you, uh, Replica Surfaces, where can they find everything? So replicasurfaces.com is where you're able to shop um, and just and see what we're all about. And then also on uh, on Instagram, at replicasurfaces, I give daily photo tips, all the updates about what we're doing at Replica. Uh, that's really the place you're going to want to hang out. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Be sure to visit kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. I'd like to thank producer and editor Matt Agnew, and I'm Mary Mamaliti. See you at the next episode. <laughs>